by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code, with your host, Charles <laughs> Rose. Did I say that? Mary Mullen. this thing about the, the, the real person, and we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crushworthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions, live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. Well, here we are on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show, back again uh, with our usual suspects, our expanded panel. Karen Rosen and Jessica Klein joining us this week because someone's going to be here. Karen, how is everything with you? you pretty seen- good. Pretty good. I, uh, you know, again, <laughs> state of the world aside, uh, you know, <laughs> home, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. In our home and family, so far, so good. We're expecting two grandchildren in the fall, so. Very soon. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And and Jessica, how's everything uh, with you? The author of I Choose Me. How how <laughs> are you choosing yourself these days? How? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think that my grandchildren are choosing me. Oh, there you go. I do a lot of grandmothering these days. I, well, which I think means I'm a chauffeur. So <laughs> if you lived anywhere, I'm on the streets. There you go. <laughs> uh, Larry and Charles, I know you're both very excited because of our America zip code show uh, that we're planning. We got Rhode Island. I don't know if you know that. I saw that. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, just quickly, I, I've been thinking about this, and I think we should split the, the country. We'll each be responsible for a region. Like, Pete, you'll do the east. Chuck will do the I west. I got it. Melanie will do the north states, and I'll be responsible for the south because of my great affinity for Leonard Skinner. And my obsession with you. So, so I think if we each kind of look at that as a group, then we can go find ways to find all the other states. It'll be easier that way. Let's see if we can break it down. And so that's coming. That's coming soon. I got this question right off the bat for you guys. You have no answer to this. Producers, any chance of a reboot <laughs> of the podcast? <laughs> okay. All right. Let's bring on our. I'm choosing her. Let's bring on Jenny Garth to oh this uh, <laughs> this conversation. Hi. Hi, Jenny. Hi, guys. Gorgeous. Nice to see you. Uh, how's everything going with you? Um, I know you're you're very busy with your own podcast. How's that going? It's going good. It's it's good. It's, every week we do it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like a machine, but it's so much fun. We're on season two now, in the middle of season two, right around the Emmy, Emily Valentine nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good so, stuff yeah. wildfire all that fun stuff is there anything from watching the first couple of seasons you know you have never watched these shows because you were on them so why would you watch them right <laughs> i mean but now you've watched a couple of seasons is there anything that you're feeling about them i mean i know when we watched back episodes we're like these are so much better than when we remember um <laughs> what, what are your thoughts <laughs> Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah, I never really watched them, and being in them is so completely different than watching them. 
but um, I love the show. Like, I am a super fan now. I, 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 like, I never appreciated it when I was on it fully. I don't think, sorry, guys. But um, yeah, now I just can't get enough of it. Like, I really enjoy watching it. And I'm, I mean, I sit and watch it and just, like, I cry when Kelly cries. I'm so invested in her, her journey. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> but I, I a lot like her. I do. I've been told that. Yeah. But um, I, I every everything about it is just so good. Like the music and the the lighting and the writing and the everything. It's just so fun to watch. It is really a blast to look back. Um, uh, I wanted to start off with this, Chuck. I know that we were talking before we came on a couple of days ago about the how sort of Kelly got to the forefront, and we were talking about Darren Star, right? And we were talking about this episode uh, that he wrote that sort of broke from tradition of, you know, the everything was about the Walsh family, and then at some point we get what Perfect Mom, and we we are talking about uh, a Kelly Taylor. So what's your perspective on that, Charles, on how that was approached? Well, but is it, that, that's this, I feel that Perfect Mom is the episode that caught everybody off guard. And, and Darren Starr gets 100% praise for this because you know what I was remembering even, even before then, and, and super fans know this, we, we turned in the episodes we wanted to do. It was a serialized show. Darren, myself, the other writers, Amy Spees, David Stan, and Jordan Booty. And we put this in, and the network comes back and says, how dare you do a serialized show? And their main problem was, and, and, I, and the phrase came to me today, the downward spiral of Kelly Taylor. It was the main bugaboo for the network because, you know, we saw you, your character, as, okay, she's, she's the cute, rich girl, and of course she's going to have this problem and this problem and this and, and put that up in the serialized way and completely reject it. So when we finally got to have a stasis, when we finally got to have our first six episodes, the basic trade-off was, it would, here's a Brandon episode, here's a Brenda episode, here's a Brandon episode, here's a Brenda episode. And that was the way that we could function through the first six. That's what we kind of thought we'd be planning out for the next uh, two or three, however long we were going to last before we got canceled. And then all of a sudden... Darren turns in the episode that's going to be about, and if you even look at the log line, oh, Brenda sees a friend of hers, mom, and is intrigued by the fashion beauty of it all. And it, 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 that's how it, it would have been promoted. And all of a sudden, here comes this actress, this blonde, uh, uh, Jenny Garth, who had been the girl in the BMW with the nose job and the going shopping and going to the beach and being that. And all of a sudden, this dramatic performance of having to take care of your mother, not only was it one of Aaron Spelling's favorite episodes, I would say, of the, of the high school seasons, but certainly um, was one that got me as someone who was going to put the direction of the show with Darren and Mr. Spelling. Uh, you know, it was like, take notice. This is not who you think this person is. And so that's the one in the first season. If I had a, as much as I love Slumber Party, the one episode I wish I wrote, at the same time, um, this is the one that really, I think, defined the character more than, more than any in, in season one. And I know you saw that, Jenny, um, recently. You probably watched that for the podcast. Um, 
do you have any thoughts or memories of sort of that happening for your character and also maybe working with Anne? And I know you got to talk to her recently. I did. It was so great. We had Anne on the show, I think, a week ago. Mm -hmm. It was so nice to talk to her and catch up with her. She lives, I don't even, somewhere far away, and she's a, yes. a priest now, or, yes. or a minister. She's a minister, but a real one. Like, she has a people that she is in charge of. It's crazy. There's a flock. <laughs> I, yeah. She has her people. But it's so, um, it's so true because when I talked to her, I felt like I just... I felt so at ease and so like just when when I, I told Anne I just love working with her so much mm. um, and I think that as a viewer now watching the show back I can definitely see that translate on the screen how much we really did care about each other and how much we really enjoyed our storyline and especially the perfect mom one I mean that episode I didn't know you know that it was going to kind of change things for me or the show or my character but i i was just so happy to be given something because i was fresh off the boat i didn't really know what i was doing i was operating on instinct and just you know my natural putting myself in that position of this girl and i had never experienced anything like that so being able to jump into kelly's shoes in that situation was so rewarding for me and it just opened my eyes to you know the all the many many dramas ahead that i could tackle you know all the things that i could dive into but yeah that was an episode that i will definitely always remember yeah really really good stuff and mm -hmm. uh someone of course wants to say hi it would be weird without him being here i don't know matthew <laughs> is with us <laughs> hi <laughs> are you following hi. me Hi. Uh, I am. I am following you. Hi. Okay, yeah. Hi. Well, I'm Hi, happy everybody. to see you. Hey, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. I am. Um, Hello. Because of of you guys, uh, I've gotten in touch with Jenny and uh, to talk about golf of all things. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's and, my golf mentor now. Yes, I am. I am. You know, I'm, I'm that people, Jenny. <laughs> but um, it's just, you know, as I've said the few times I've been on, it's just the greatest. Just looking at all of you and especially her incredibly beautiful face, which matches her personality. Um, it's just it means so much to me because, you know, we're all still going through a lot of stuff and this. This makes my heart happy. I'll just say that. I know. I feel the same way seeing everybody. It's just like, it feels good. Although I do have to say, hearing, I just came in a couple of minutes ago, and don't you think you're going a little overboard about Anne? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, really? We, we did. We, you know, we had fun talking about you the other day. Let me tell you. <laughs> she, uh, you guys had such a great rapport together. Very like, um, you just poked at each other just the right times, but you just got along really well. And it, I loved, I loved when uh, Anne was with you. Yeah, me Mel too. Mel and Jackie. 
Yeah, Matthew, you've yeah. talked a lot about that before on this stuff, but um, I did want to ask you if you have any specific memories of those earlier, the earlier things that you were doing uh, with with Anne and uh, you know Kelly not liking Mel Silver and not wanting him around because you know he, she didn't want uh, David to be her brother and all that stuff. Do you have memories of some of that stuff? Oh yeah, I hated it. <laughs> Actually, I didn't because, uh, you know, it's funny how, especially when the writing is really good. And I think uh, so much of what I had was lucky enough to have on that show, except for the whole affair thing and doing all that stuff, except for that, uh, which we've talked about, you know, that the desire in me as a person to want people to like me which has been a theme that's run through my life uh, because of the family I grew up in, that working on those shows where I wanted Jenny Kelly to like me so badly because I loved Jackie and I wanted her. And every time, and I obviously loved David, and every time she would, you know, like spit on David or whatever she was doing, I would, it would, it seemed like it would really affect me. And that's, that's good writing. Yeah. You guys. Hi, Charles, by the way. <laughs> Wait, I got to go back to something. I got to go back to something as a child of a duffer. Jenny, you took up golf? <laughs> I know. Can you believe do you, it? Do you play? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I joined a country club and everything. Now, really? when did you take up the game? Um, during quarantine, I'm a, oh. I'm a pandemic golfer. Nice. Good for yeah. you. Good for you. I'm actually an, as an anti-golfer, but that's just my own unique surfing upbringing. You know, it was one, one or the other. It is, are you family. not very good at it or what? Golf? Yeah. Um, when I did it wrong, as I once, in my major existential moment to my, when I was 14, I told my dad, you know, when I catch a wave, nobody tells me I'm doing it right or wrong. Yeah. And, and I still catch waves and uh, don't play golf, but oh. admire that you're playing golf. Really am. My sister, my sister was a very good golfer. Here's writers are not golf. Writers are never golfers. It takes you don't have time. writing. no, the actors are the golfers. We're yeah. we're letting you work, and we're golfing. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You were two two out of seven. Very time-consuming golfing. It is. Yeah. That's enough with the golfing guys. You know, I, I, I think you should know that that and Jenny will confirm this that golf was a real big deal among the crew members. Okay. Our first second year crew guys, Eric Lopez and all of Jason's first, <laughs> Eric, they all just yeah. ran out to the golf course every chance they got. Yeah. Everything that I ever worked on was like that. And I just want to say the last time we did the show, Jenny and I, were, I mentioned something about celebrity golf tournaments. Right. I met this one or I did that. And I got, we got in touch and we were just talking. And then she said, by the way, I'm going to play in my first celebrity golf tournament, <laughs> which turned out to be a huge one. Right, Jen? Yeah. yeah. That was great. And uh, we talked about that a little bit. Did you win? I didn't win, but I had so much fun. It was for St. Jude's oh, in Memphis. It was incredible. And you got free stuff. 
right? <laughs> From you. I got three balls because of you. Uh, hat. I yep. didn't even mean I didn't even mean from me. I meant when you go to play in a pro am, they give you a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And is that All right. we're gonna say bye, Matthew. Thank you uh for stopping oh. by. We have to move the show along. You guys can all day. All day. Right. Bye. You're gonna Love miss you, us talking. You're gonna miss us talking about bowling, Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I can't just say something just to probably right here bring us back to what we were just talking yeah. about before. Um, is that you know what Matthew said um, about how he was looking, admiring Jenny and how pretty she is, et cetera, et cetera, and what Charles said before about um, you know uh, the character, her image versus now giving her her inner life some life and her her circumstances giving her something to actually feed off and jenny saying you know she was like kind of a newcomer and just you know launched in and here she's tackling something that was unlike her and i just want to say i i have said this before but i don't know if jenny ever heard it but she was that exactly very beautiful still is obviously very beautiful and you don't associate that kind of person so, unfortunately, for those who look as good as her, with a serious actress, sometimes you know, sometimes people sure. will discount. They'll say, "Oh, she's just pretty," and that's how she's getting. And Jenny was so professional. Like I didn't, I you could you could have told me you had been acting for five years already at eighteen or something, and I would, or since you were five, I would believe you because you were very serious about it. You you always were like just like a professional. Really, it's very hard to look so natural in all these little scenes that go, you know, where you're just in there and there. And she was it. She was there. It was just no artifice. You'd never thought like she wasn't actually in the place or anything of the kind. That's a real skill that you had just naturally. Yeah. Uh, naturally. Yeah. But, but then you developed all these other skills to handle all this dramatic stuff. And your character was supposed to be you know, the bitchy foil, that person, and your personality in person wasn't that, you know? And so, so luckily that luckily for Kelly Taylor, Jenny Garth, you know, um, had so much more to her that it got to be infused in the character. And that's what I, I, I so enjoyed watching over the years that we were involved with it. It was really, uh, it was really a pleasant, you know, aspect when there was a Jenny story, it was really great. I mean, Kelly, excuse me. And yet, and yet, the one thing I want to just add to it, everything Karen said, besides the, 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 yes, the drama and the drama arc moved, and of course, but you also, any scene that you were in that demanded, like, the and the guys, the gang is having fun. You seriously looked like you were happy to be there and having fun, whether it was <laughs> jumping out of a plane or, or being at the beach club or what, whatever it was, you, you also brought that, that, joy of life at the same time and, oh, and that was not think... something that you're supposed to uh, uh you know the beauty is supposed to be standoff and you, you would not you would not that and i think that was an attractive part of your character as well to uh, i mean the audience weighs in on that but i i believe that you know i was going to say because I, I did i was not there for the beginning so when i look at it and again what always stands out to me in these episodes is that it feels like beverly hills and you were portraying a child of Beverly Hills. And there was a vulnerability with that and a, and, a, and a heartbreak and the affluenza and all those elements. And you were able to capture that. And I never doubted for a moment that you were part of that culture. And that's what made 
the show so striking to me in the beginning. And it's a credit to obviously Chuck and, and, and Karen and, and Jessica in the writing because it felt like Beverly Hills. It was something that was different. That's what was the hook of the show. Jenny, what's your perspective on that? On, on you know, uh, being that young and, you know, I don't know, people looking at the character of Kelly maybe as the blonde, but she also brought so much to the, to the table that they've just both uh, all have said. Did you face some of that? And how did you at that age even know like what to, you know, you're, you're new in the acting on this huge show. So what was your like, I don't know, how did you get into it and find the character, I guess, at such a, in that first year? Well, I, it taught me, you know, so well, my whole life I've been just for, since such a young age, like here's the material, go make it work. Like it's time to go, it's go time and action. Like uh, there's no part of me that, that thinks I can't do something. So I just jump in with everything I have because that's the only way I know how to do it. And if I don't do it that way, then I'm not doing a service to the story or the show or everything. It's going to look terrible. I mean, like you were saying, I, I had never, I had been to Beverly Hills one time before I got the show. And I just was, I was raised on a farm. Like I, that's not where I come from at all. So um, it was so fun for me to go and pretend like I was from Beverly Hills and go and, and like Chuck said, go and do all these things and have so much fun with this great group of people. And, you know, it was just a really, an amazing experience. What a great 10 years of my life. I mean, but I don't know what I'm doing. I never, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I took some acting classes here and there, and but I don't, I don't use any of that stuff. I just read the material and then I say it the way it wants to come out of me. Like, you know, I don't, I don't sit and make strategic choices about stuff very often, unless I'm doing like, you know, multi-camera comedy, you have to be very, a lot more sort of rehearsed and planned out. But when I'm doing drama and stuff like that, it's just, it's whatever, whatever flows out of you, you know? And luckily that all matched up with the writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what state are you from? What, do, where was this farm? Illinois. For America's zip code, we have, we have to find our Illinois fan. <laughs> You're going to adopt a fan from Illinois, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> the big sister. The big sister. Somehow. Or maybe, yeah, one, one way or the other. Um, I, you know, did you feel, I mean, we talked about this on the show a bunch, that, you know, Chuck referenced the fact that at, at some point they didn't know if you were going to get past a certain amount of episodes because I have heard that, you know, in the beginning of this show, it was very touch and go whether or not Fox would keep the show on. And then at some point, obviously, in the summer episodes, it gets huge. The show becomes huge. And so I'm curious of the perspective of two things. One, were you aware that the show was what that was happening with the show? Like, I don't know if we're going to make it to week 11 or 12 or whatever it was. And then once that did happen, what was the perspective of like, oh, my God, I can't even go to the mall? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I never knew anything about the goings on of over the hill, but, you know, in the offices of the show. Like, I was just doing my job, showing up on time, being professional as I could be, and having a great time. So I was just, I didn't even know that the show wasn't doing, wasn't a hit. I didn't know what a hit was. Like, right. I didn't know how ratings worked and all that stuff. So I was just along for the ride. But yeah, it was 
after after the beach, you know, everybody will say that it was after the beach episodes that, that life changed pretty dramatically. And, um, and it was interesting because I hadn't, you know, on one hand, you know, I spent 10 years, those 10 really super formative years in a bubble, you know, and not really going through the same things that normal people my age go through and experience. I didn't go to high school and go to college. I didn't have a roommate, you know, I didn't do any of those things. I did it all in the show, but I didn't do it in real life. So it kind of feels like I did it, but I, I didn't, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But I, I, you know, you, you have a diploma from California. There, well, that works. <laughs> yeah, but you just kind of go with the flow. I mean, I, and once I found out it was a hit, it didn't really change anything for me other than, you know, I drove a nicer car, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, I bought a house, you know, I, I made some investments, but um, it, it was just, I don't know, it was never like a J-O-B for so, so long. It was just, it was fun. Mm. Well, there, the, the fact that Jenny said that she got to drive a nicer car brings me back to um, looking at the first episode, summer episode we did and the maddest the network got at me un until uh, our condom episode was um, uh, was you driving the BMW and having a car phone and having that car phone and talking on the car phone. Right. McDermott blew up at me, Jessica. He was so, she's not a normal girl. I said, what do you mean? You car phone, you know? Because you were supposed to be, you know, just, they were so wanting to be this mass media show now. And you were just being, Kelly Taylor's really cute. She's on the phone, she's driving a car. And she's going down San Vicente, you know? I mean, I, mean, I saw that scene. Yeah, I saw that scene recently, and I thought, wow, that, there weren't car phones then. I didn't, you know, that was like a- Hardly any, hardly any. Yeah, I looked they were really in the car doing it. I wonder That's, if I was yeah. actually driving it or if they were towing me because I looked like I was being towed. You were being towed. If you're on the phone, she was. Yeah. Smart. Well, eventually, we move on and um, we get to this story of this triangle. Um, I'm moving a, a little bit ahead. Uh, Jessica, I know you are a big proponent of this triangle and, and a part of going to the network and talking about it. And it's going to be this, you know, Brenda, Dylan, Kelly thing. And uh, for Jessica, I'm curious, um, you know, what that person, and we've talked about that, the perspective of writing some of that. And then I'm curious for you, Jenny, what, what that was like for you doing it as it happened. I mean, I just saw yesterday that you posted that hilarious uh, meme, you know, of uh, the Delta variant or whatnot. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Summer plans. Yeah. Summer plans. Oh, that was <laughs> well, yeah. I asked, we, yeah. we, we really uh, believed that love triangles are, are the bread and butter of uh, television shows. So we were we were selling hard. The network, as Chuck said, they didn't want to buy this at all. And I just kept talking and fighting, talking and fighting. And Aaron Spelling was in the room while I was telling this story and fighting. And they were saying no, no, no. And I'm saying yes, yes, yes. And Aaron got up and left. I mean, he was not he was not going to fight for me, and he was not going to fight for this story. And he left us there to die, not realize. <laughs> oh, we survived. And I think that was a whole metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, 
I have to I have to join the voices that said how good you were, because one of the things that you did for us as writers, certainly for me as a young, inexperienced writer, is every time I knew once the very first time you said any line I wrote, I knew that from now on I could trust that you would make anything I said believable. And that was your job and you did it un incredibly well. You sold you. every word. And sometimes the words were not so good that we put in your mouth and you <laughs> sold them. So I really thank you for that. And, yes. and the thing that you also did as, uh, as an actress in this triangle is you made come true what we promised the network, which was they were afraid that this story would destroy all the characters. And we mm -hmm. said, no, 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 no. Some people will root for Kelly and some people will root for Brenda. And, but we're, everybody's gonna love them. We're gonna watch them fight and we're gonna watch them, their friendship survive. Mm. And, and you pulled it off for us. And so for Jenny, what is the perspective for your, your take on some of this? Cause you were in this. You know what I mean? And I mean, there. it's, listen, I, I've been doing this podcast for what, how long now? We're at 80 episodes of this podcast. There's a lot of strong opinions about this topic and they won't oh, let yeah. it go. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's life to them. So uh, I can only imagine what that's like, for, you know, for you as an actor dealing with some of that. I mean, in, in one respect, it was the greatest thing to ever happen to me that you wrote that storyline and that it was a love triangle. Um, and then another respect, I, it still haunts me to this day. I mean, you can, it, all the comments on my Instagram post with the Brenda and Dylan and the Kelly thing that I did the other day were just like divided. Kelly, team Kelly and Dylan, team Brenda and Dylan. And it's always been that way. And people just don't go they don't they don't, they won't accept it you know yeah. certain people just won't accept it and, and we were I, just part of me to feel bad i'm so sorry jenny we were just trying to make it we were just trying just to make a television show that people would watch and i personally was trying to keep my star luke perry happy who wanted <laughs> to work with the blonde which is what he said to me and you guys yeah. had a very very special relationship so that's yeah. all what was motivating us was keep our TV show alive. They'd, they'd pick us up. We'd still have our jobs that, 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 you know, and all the culture that seemed to come out of ooze out of it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then and the, and the, it's, it's almost to me, my mind, it's antithetical to the values that the show had. We didn't want to have it to be mean. It would have been real easy to have a character like Marianne find her and make her a mean girl. Um, right. The network, as I've said before, I think you know this, Jessica, that, you know, at least twice wanted us to put in Mean Girls. They wanted Drew Barrymore to be a Ruger. They wanted Laura Layton to be Mean Girls and escorts. And no, no, we're doing a little high school show and let's get some positive values. And hey, so, so you know, that's all we were thinking about. And uh, and so but, but please, if you're listening to this and you're a hater, do not transfer your hate to me. Okay, <laughs> I got enough of that. I don't need more. 
<laughs> well, we do get that once a week, whether they're Brenda's or they're Kelly's well, or they're Killen's well, or they're well, Brandon's. Well, we I deal mean, with it every week here on this podcast and on the comment. So, yeah. yep. Go ahead, Larry. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say we, we did do a, a, a Kelly Dillon show. We have never done the royal couple, you know, which right. is Kelly, Kelly Brandon. So there yeah. is still that hanging. I will ask her a couple of questions about that. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because um, of a reason. I know that you got, Jenny, a lot of wild stuff that they threw at your character. And at some point, uh, they throw you in a fire. And mm -hmm. um, I'm going to show you the fire scene here. My mom, my little sister, I didn't even see them tonight. The last time I talked to Dana, we were fighting. Brandon doesn't even know this is happening. Listen. I'm not giving up, but if this is it, I'm glad I'm not going through this alone. Me too. All right. So, do you do you remember all of this fire stuff? No. Which okay. <laughs> It's so exciting to watch it. Okay. Well, here's the person that was in the fire with you. So. <laughs> Hi. So That's nice right. to you. I was in the bathroom with the lesbian, right? That's, you right. That's that right. is correct. That is correct. I love it. So good. <laughs> uh, yes. this time. So How Sarah, I mean I'm great. It's so good to see you. That's You're great. That's great. great. To yeah. See you too. yeah. Always, always fun for a reunion. Um, what do you remember, sir? You've been on the show and talked about it. Now we have Jenny here, so you can tell her all the nice things. Uh, what, what was that like to do all that stuff? It was really intense. Oh, um, I have to figure out what um, was going on with my camera. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, it was intense. I mean, I remember it being intense because we used actual fire. I don't know if you remember that. We did. Yeah, yeah. It was not CGI. There was actual. Oh, there yeah, were flames yeah. like, on bars. They had like yeah flames on bars, and it was really hot. And it was really, uh, it was pretty uh, scary. Honestly, at one point, I was like, I yeah. some good motivation for the work. I think they've got this under control, you know. Definitely. Wow. Um, so it was, it was pretty intense. I was watching that scene that. You sent it over earlier, Pete, and yep. it was really pretty intense. I, I was nervous, like I was watching it, thinking, "Yeah." And then they're just sitting there on the floor while the house is burning down around them. Mm -hmm. What? They, what can they do? <laughs> yeah, just sit there. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, you definitely got put into some really difficult situations. The fire being one of those <laughs> those things. Um, as you started to read some of those things, were you just like, okay, yeah, of course, fire. I can do. It. I got it. Fire. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just another day at work. Like, yeah, I loved it. Bring it. I loved all the drama. It was a key okay. part because Brandon was not there for you, so it was really a chance to open open back up the relationship. And obviously, in the, in the aftermath of the fire, we're going to totally, she's so vulnerable, we're going to put her into the cult, and then she's going to have the two guys, and we're going to lead to the end of season five. But it was, so it was such an important part for the writers, the fire, you know, and again, because because the uh, the Allison Lash character, her significant other was there and was out there, and yours was not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was well, kind of cool. You know, the, you biggest the biggest challenge we had um, which required a prom to get this whole episode made, which required a promise 
from me to Aaron is, of course, I'm not going to burn her face, Aaron. I wouldn't do oh, that. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But burn your neck. So we burn you, you to death. Practically to death, Sarah. But we would, you know, burn a lesbian. Go ahead. Yeah, well, somebody had, you know. Yeah, we, 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 we roasted you. Barbecue, <laughs> barbecue, Allison. Yeah, the punishment from God. That's why. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. No. Yeah, yeah that was Bill I remember the neck makeup I had to wear. Neck makeup. I remember so it so long. It took forever, but and I and I had to wear it for like a couple of episodes, and then one day I just I think you guys just said no more no more burn. <laughs> She's healed. <laughs> Magically healed. Yeah. Magically healed. Actually, actually. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I, I I well, you guys both nailed it, and I'm 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 sure it's great to see each other after this. Yeah. Thing. We did bring you back, Sarah, and you had like a little date with Kelly, right? I, 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 it wasn't like a lesbian date ne necessarily, but you did have something, and I think Claire and David thought that it was a it was a uh, a date, I love right? That. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of being magically healed, it was kind of funny that. And when you see me in that scene, I have like this like perfect skin. Like after I was like wrapped in like a mummy outfit. Well, that, that's a seductive scene. Yes. Wow. Well, I'm glad you healed beautifully. Oh, thank you. Yes, me too. Me too. It was just it was so. I went from like full mummy, like full mummy, to like suddenly I'm just at your apartment, just hanging. I know it was really funny. Uh, you know. At I had my speech. I think this applies a little bit. Uh, Jessica and Karen, you remember we were up there, we were, and Jenny, we were all there in the Beverly Hilton getting ready for our uh, Golden Globe, our Golden Globe night. And, and, and I'm sitting there and it's like, oh, what if we win? What if Aaron really bought out, you know, because bribed this honorable Hollywood foreign <laughs> press? What if we win and I have to go up in front of David Kelly and Stephen Bochco and say something? What am I going to say? <laughs> So I had one sentence, which I think applies to everything magically changing, and that I was going to say, when you go to work for Aaron Spelling, every day is Fantasy Island. <laughs> right. There you would go here, too. Absolutely. That's perfect. All right, Sarah, we're going to say goodbye to you. Thank you for oh, stopping by. It's so nice to see you. Nice to see you. Great to Bye, see Sarah. you. Bye. Bye. That's that's all with the surprises. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Larry uh, referenced it earlier. Um, you know, last time we had you here, we did Dylan and Kelly, but there is a huge uh, part of the audience that does love um, uh, Brandon and Kelly. So I want to talk to talk about working with Jason and developing uh, those characters together. There was some really beautiful stuff. I sent you the scene from um, Mr. Walsh goes to Washington where there, where she goes to visit him in Washington, DC and they, 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 they the, the Frank Capra scene and all that stuff. Um, what do you remember about working with Jason and, and what is your thoughts on that, that couple being together? They were so natural together and it, it surprised me because I didn't see it coming and I don't think anyone else did because they, uh, during the first season and the second season, it was just not even a conversation, really. He was not interested, and Kelly was busy doing things with Brenda, you know? Yeah. I, I was really delighted to see them get together because they did, they had, like, a really natural, like, easy relationship feel about them, and it felt real, you know? And I just, I know I always loved working with Jason, um, 
no matter what, it was just easy. We would always come in and we'd be like, all right, we're gonna get this in one shot. We're everybody's gonna go home. The crew loved it when there was Kelly Brandon scenes. Yeah, we would just fire them out and then we, everybody would be go, going home early. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it builds up after you guys are all gone that, that they almost even get married. Um, yeah. And they call and they call off their wedding. So it goes everything that you guys sort of build uh, does build to that moment. Uh, do you have any thoughts on on that? Do you think Brandon and Kelly would have been together? It's a t I know this is I got I know now you're about to get a lot of Instagram comments. But <laughs> no, I it's, I haven't watched that yet. I don't know what's going to happen. They're not together yet, so don't spoil it for me. I won't. Spoil um, it. I, re I recollect vaguely that there they there was a wedding. It didn't happen. Uh, they didn't get married. They did not right? get married. No, because I remember I was wearing a dress and everybody. It was a wedding, but it didn't happen. It didn't um, happen. But I think it's a good thing that it didn't happen then because it was just too quick. And uh, I feel like they probably did end up together. I mean, they 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 just seemed to really fit as Kelly sort of matured and you know, sewed her wild oats with Dylan and all the others, <laughs> it seemed natural that they kind of came together. Larry, well, what are you Larry, in the I, I think uh, when you and, 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 and Jason actually get together in the back, you know, in the, um, in the satirical version of the, oh, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a riot. I love that. I love that. Mary B says no spoilers for the lead character of the show. <laughs> That's so great. You know, Thank you, Mary. You know, I was, was going to say, I think, and, and, and Jenny, I think uh, as the show progressed, the Brandon character gained respect for Kelly and they, they mm -hmm. really then had something. They kind of were both earned each other in a certain way and they had their, their great thing. I think, you know, and Chuck always says, you know, part of these shows are we bring them together, we split them up. We bring them together, we pull them apart. Mm -hmm. And and that was kind of, you know, that that became a, a, a lot of the stuff. But within those moments of, of breaking up and stuff, like the one we talked about in the fire, which is such a big scene, it all hinges on the fact that Brandon isn't there for you. So we kind of then suspend the whole thing for another almost a year and kind of put you through hell. But what I really admired about you, you were so brave. You, you jumped into, you know, the cult thing, the, the cocaine thing. And and then the stalker thing we had the, the single, not a stalker single white female uh, our, our, our character yeah. where yeah. she tried to kill you i mean so you know this comes with doing 32 episodes a year too you need content but you know you really were you you did so great for us i mean it really made the show we could always you know, put you through stuff yeah you know uh, i feel like and, 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 and again it was the vulnerability of the beverly hills character in a lot of ways because and and, that, and, and in the end we sent kelly taylor, taylor to college and she graduated college and she's really a bright woman you know by, by the time she graduates you know it's really knows what she's doing i just want to point out my one thing that in in season one in a more than one episode if Brandon would have said, I like you too, Kelly, there would have been a couple there. On, in, in, in how you were feeling. Uh, and even in Spring Dance, if you remember, he's dancing with you and saying, I, I see you as, uh, you know, a sister. And right. I thought to myself, yeah. you're, and because him, Brandon being my alter ego, I started getting really mad at myself. <laughs> he's, what are you, an idiot? Look at her, you're dancing with your you know but and so but we did we did have always that well we could have or this and so that was always very very deep down so it was easy at least in my mind when we started rectifying it, it or, or putting things together in season four 
you you going on a retreat with him and you know and different different episodes that yeah. came in. It was real easy to feel that you could build a, a relationship that would, you know, as soon as it would become romantic. I feel, I feel like the, what you said, Larry, like he learned, uh, he sort of gained respect for Kelly. Yeah. I, I believe that. I, d I haven't watched any of that. So I honestly, you say they went on a retreat. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I cannot wait to watch it. It sounds amazing. It's, it's really how Kathleen Robertson came into the world. In that, oh, in, oh, in that retreat. retreat. Yeah. Okay. What is your thought? I was going to ask you about Kathleen Robertson and her being on the show. You know, we start adding some guest stars and they become regulars. And obviously, I'm a big Kathleen Robertson fan. What was your thoughts of the, of her, the, the Claire Arnold character coming on to the come, being in the mix? I didn't get it, honestly. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't understand. I didn't get it why we needed a Claire. But then I, you know, it kind of made sense that Donna needed a, a friend and, and she kind of, she just became part of the group. But the, I saw that, was she like the first um, person to kind of join the cast like that? I think so. She wasn't really, it was, you know, she just earned her way in there. We just kind of liked the characters, I remember. She, she acted her way through the, she yeah. was going to be the chancellor's daughter and Brandon takes her to the prom. That was about yeah, it. That was and it. that's all it was supposed to be. And yet but, you know, it, she, her character was so fundamentally different from anything yeah. we uh -huh. had. And she... To, to to get someone who is uh, as as attractive as as Kathleen is, who can do comedy, mm -hmm. and is that a, and is an art demographic? It's come yeah. on, it worked. It worked. Yeah. And, and a troublemaker never hurts, you know. Having a troublemaker, of, you know, because oh, first the first the first season she was kind of a troublemaker before she really mm -hmm. worked her way in. Yeah. So you didn't it get it. Really fun. It was a fun. It was fun. It was. It's nice to have like fresh meat, you know, like in the right. scenes, and also a great foil. I mean, some Kelly. I think they didn't get along very well, right? I can remember them having friction. I just know from the scene well, you sent me. That yeah, well, you see, but there was a problem with the cocaine. Your addiction. Yeah. Just yeah. The roots, right? yeah. Lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you about that, though. I want to show you this scene. Um, talk about getting hot. This is post Charles and Karen. I was so wanting to see if you would say that because <laughs> Kelly Taylor cocaine. Yeah, I would have. I would have pushed back a little bit, but but this is the start of season six. I want to show this. Is this seat taken? No. Do you mind? Thanks. They stuck me in the back there all by myself. I really hate to fly alone, especially all the way to LA. So let me guess. Are you heading to the coast for an audition? No. I'm going home, back to college. College? What's your major? Driving men wild? <laughs> Not exactly. Psychology. Are you traveling to LA on business? Sort of. I'm an artist. I move into a new studio in Venice. You know, 
I live right on the beach. That probably- All right. Well, anyway, what happens is they get into the. They get, I mean, it's, it's hot and heavy. You saw the full clip. Oh, thank you for cutting that short. Jessica <laughs> 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 has grandchildren watching. Yeah, it's hot and heavy. I mean, uh, with Jason Wiles, and he comes into season six talking about fresh meat. What is your thoughts on Jason Wiles and doing some of the cocaine season in in the uh, in that season six? I, you know, it was um, a stretch for Kelly to do that, in, in my opinion. And then I think at first I did push back a little bit on it, and I didn't really understand why they would have her doing that because I know, and I also know, like you know, how protective Aaron was of the characters and never wanting them to do things that were too bad. And that just felt like it was a little bit over the the line uh, so far of anything that we had done. But then on the other hand, it was so fun to act like I was doing cocaine. I had never done cocaine and I still have never done cocaine, if you can believe that. <laughs> but it was just fun to um, like delve into that world, that seedy underworld of drug addiction. I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michelle is asking from our Patreon, how did you research that stuff, the cocaine and the addiction and all that stuff to learn some of that? Because I mean, you do, I mean, it's incredible the work that you do in that season. I don't know. I, like I said, I mean, I probably just did yeah. some research on, you know, what, how, how people react when they do coke, but I didn't know how to do it. So I was just making it up and hopefully I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it did. Um, Larry, I know you want to talk about the stuff with the ring in season seven. I want to move. Just before you go to, just before you go to the ring, I do want to say, uh, which is, uh, and that it, it made dead when you when you accepted. Uh, we're going to do a cocaine story. That because of your mother, yes, because you've already had addictions with diet pills. Yes. Right. What happened to you? Can we join me? Is everything okay? What's happening? He says yes. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. It just made sense as a character that it would happen. I yeah. I just thought that she had been through so much and she had learned from her mom and that she had, you know, had those early problems with diet pills and things. It just didn't. It felt what like I was love? going backwards. But I, I guess. But genetics. You still had it in love? your gene genetics. pool. That, that's yes. what I meant. Yeah. It's in real life. It is a really common thing for mm-hmm. addicts' children to struggle. Right. With yeah. their own what about love? I mean, you know, you're here, you're totally infatuated with this artist, it was Jason Wiles, right? What Colin, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you know, you it was a fun couple together, actually. Yeah, um, we, when you fun. talk about we, we always had to keep pushing the limits because mm-hmm. each season has to sort of go See. big, you know, go bigger mm-hmm. than we did before. I remember right. though, there was at one point you you called me in to your dressing room. At, I think by this time you'd been through the fire and the addiction and the cult. And you said, Can you, I need to talk to you. And I said, what is it? And you said, ah, I need to wear a pretty dress. Is there <laughs> some time soon that I get to wear a pretty dress again? And it was, oh like, it was so, so sweet and funny. And and it was, I could, you know, by this time you had that, that burn and you were just looked a mess with the cocaine. And I, I really got it. So there was eventually a time when you got to wear a pretty dress again. Came back around. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a scene I sent you with the ring in season seven where Kelly goes and buys back the 
the the ring for Brandon and all that. Um, we talked a little bit about the Brandon thing. Um, La- I wanted to ask Larry about that for, too, about writing the stuff where she goes and gets the ring and. I mean, obviously, Brandon. Well, it's just it's a, again, it's the, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a, it's the big love story. I mean, you know, it's set up in the at the end of season five, where where Brandon, uh, you know, he, he wants to marry Kelly. He has the ring or whatever. He does everything, and she doesn't do it. And so we then forget about the ring for for a while, and all of a sudden, the ring. We realize that Brandon never sold the ring. Right, and because because you know, and again, that says something about his love for Kelly. I mean, I, th- I thought we we're we were you know we tracked it pretty good, and I think Chuck you know would would, would like it too. I mean, what we did with it, we just kept it alive. I don't know. And uh, and then you know we have this episode, which I guess is season seven. Yeah, season seven. Yeah, we keep it alive because I think Tracy. Oh no, Tracy finds the ring. Tracy finds the ring. Jill Novak. The Tracy Jill Novak. And then Brandon realizes he's just got to get it out of his head and tries mm. to return the ring in, in an episode that he directed and plays the actual jeweler as a German guy. It's fantastic. <laughs> yes, I, I oh, yeah. He has another. Oh, yeah. It's worth seeing. A lot of makeup, old man. He, a, yeah, he's, you he's have to. A, I can't wait for you to get it. Kind of a Nazi kind of looking guy. Uh, <laughs> and, but then, and then the scene that, uh, that Pete sent us, which we got to see, which was at unbeknownst to Brandon after he got rid of it, Kelly Taylor buys the ring because she doesn't want anyone else to have it. And again, that is pretty good romantic stuff, we thought. And it's a beautiful mm-hmm. scene with you walking on the beach. And uh, I think we got all the feels in that stuff. And that was Phil Sabbath who wrote that. My dear friend yeah. passed on. I'm going to ask some questions from the fans. Um, someone wants to know if you enjoyed the friendship that Kelly and Andrea grew to have. Yes, I love working with Gab. And I love Gabrielle, so... Um, I, it was just uh, great that, and it, 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 I liked it just deepened the, the well for Kelly. I feel like she, you know, going and being friends with Andrea was so not something that anyone saw coming probably, but it just made her a, a much more interesting character, I think, because of it. Definitely. Um, and someone wants to know, did you have a favorite music guest or song that was featured in the show? Oh my gosh, these questions are so hard because <laughs> I have no memory. I know. Uh, and all the music's changed now, so yeah. it's impossible would, to know to what was the what. One that, the one that I can remember was uh, Christine Aguilera. When she was, before she was Christine Aguilera, she was just a little girl wearing a pink tank top and jeans, and she was performing at the Peach Pit After Dark. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sitting and watching her and thinking, wow, she's so talented and she had all the moves and, and then look what happened. I mean, she's like, uh, you know, this amazing talent now. Uh, Brian told us that Vincent Young couldn't get the pronunciation of uh, Christina Aguilera <laughs> right and held up. Doesn't held up. surprise me. <laughs> uh, Rebecca wants to know what was the most important big question life lesson you learned during your 10 years on 90210 good question though whoa that's a really it's heavy question. it's very heavy yeah it's like for a documentary I don't even know how to tackle that like personally my per- like a personal sure life? yeah I mean I what I went through on that set and, and during those 10 years and what we all did because we were just so young and it was like an, an emotional roller coaster a lot of the time. Um, and actors are so emotionful anyway. So it was just a bunch of us and we were hormonal. And <laughs> there was so much happening. But I feel like uh, I couldn't possibly answer that question well. I mean, other than 
just going with your instinct. I think listening to my instinct, whether it's in my acting or in my life, my choices as a mom, just listening to my instinct and, and following through on it. That's great. That's a great answer. Uh, Nestor wants to know if you would ever do another reboot. <laughs> a better oh, Nestor? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never said never to the show in particular, and I have always said I would never, ever turn my back on 90210 because it made me who I am today, both professionally and personally. I would never say no. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say no. Mm -hmm. Okay, there you go, Nestor. I'm sure Nestor's very happy with that. They're gonna, some <laughs> fan page is going to share that. Jenny said she'll do another reboot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, Jessica, let me ask you, I'm going to ask each of you guys, what did you enjoy about writing for Kelly or writing for Jenny? I, I've said it already. She, she was so believable. Anything we gave her, she was fabulous. And there, that's just a gift for a writer. And I didn't understand, uh, and I understand more today, um, how blessed we were. You know, that doesn't always happen. Right. And it was, uh, we were spoiled by a great, great cast and Jenny was fabulous. I have to add that um, during the run of the show, maybe around before, <laughs> I went to this conference about teen sexuality. And one of the things that came up in the conference was that gay boys really related to the character of Kelly Taylor. And we, they, we, don't, we don't really know why necessarily, except I think it was her vulnerability. Hmm. And she was a, a, a role model for a lot of people, boys and girls, um, who by showing that you could have a lot of bad things happen to you and still retain your dignity. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that's what stands out for me. Beautiful, beautiful girl, beautiful person. It's great to see you, Jenny. Oh, I just love you. Karen, how about you? Well, I was just thinking of, um, not so much in the writing, but you know, I said what I said before, but also, you know, I did a scene with Jenny one time, Jenny, you probably haven't gotten there yet because it was after the fire. Um, <laughs> I was, I think I was the replacement uh, uh, girlfriend for um, the one that Alex, was. Alex the one who was just, no, the one who was just here, who was. Allison uh, Lash. Allison was the name of the character. Oh, That's the right. character, right, exactly. So I, so I was just, and you came to see her and we had a scene and that was, yeah. a, that was, and I, I remember, you know, I was, I was like a little nervous and I, the director that day had actually um, gone to my high school, <laughs> which is like phenomenal because it was the smallest high school. You only three people went to that high school. Three people <laughs> went to it and he was one of them and he only knew, I only established that because I was wearing my best friend's ring, her, her class ring that she gave me and she happened to be, she happened to come gay and so I was wearing that ring because I was playing a gay character and I just thought that would go and he saw my ring and that's how we established that he went to school, which was crazy. She's method. 
but just you. And, you know, here I knew you from, you know, already for a few years from the show. And I came out and you weren't Jenny anymore. You were Kelly Taylor talking to me on a set. And we were somewhere else. And it was one of the most fun things I have ever done. It was just really so great to have that experience. So that was one of my my funnest times, truthfully, and even my, my little girls were in it. They got to run up to you with Steve at, in front of the magazines and say, is, is that you? And then they run away going, I told you so. And that was cute, too. So it was just a, that's, that's, that was a kind of a highlight. I didn't love the whole fire story, I have to say. Oh, you know, wow. wasn't, wasn't my favorite. Was it anyone's favorite? I don't think so. But How can a fire be anybody's favorite? No, it wouldn't be. But, you know, I, I you know. Make lemonade. Walk at the head, you know. But yeah, it was sweet. It was, it was sweet. Karen, sweet. you had another scene with Jenny too, right? Where you, they they go to the house and you go, she comes to talk to you at the house. Isn't this? That's that's the one Hello. Is Dana here? No, she just went to the market. Well, I'll wait if you don't mind. I don't mind. Come on in. My name's Kate, by the way, in case you're interested. You can call me Barbie. Okay, Barbie. Can I get you something while you wait? Water, coffee, Valium? Oh, is that your way of trying to be funny? No, you just seem a little uptight. Yeah, well, you try spending hours driving back and forth to the Claremont Burn Center for no reason. Was Allison in one of her moods? I wouldn't know. She wouldn't see me. Any idea why? I think Dana should be the one having this conversation. Okay, we got it. <laughs> Gosh. But good stuff, that is right? So great. Yeah. Wow. And let's let's be, you know, we went to before we wrote the scene, and I we went to you, Jenny, and asked, is it okay we we do a scene with Karen? And uh, and it was, um, you know, and I know, oh, yeah, I was the executive producer and all of that. But, you, you know, if I had asked another actress on the show, probably they might have said no. But, um, <laughs> but we were very open to it. And, uh, and it meant a lot uh, to us looking back. It and meant I know, a lot to me. And I, and I want to say that, that you did have a big impact on the Rosen family. And you know this because of two things. One is, you probably don't remember, but the Rosen family in mass was there on the day of, of Donna and David's um, oh. wedding at the Beverly Hills. Okay. We all showed up because my kids wanted to be with you and Luke. That was the, my all three kids, <laughs> that was this. And then if you remember when we had the summer party and they were all grown up and we asked you to bring your kids, I think Jay came, Luke came, you know, it was it meant it meant really a lot to them and and to us and and we were just we were we were fans and friends and uh, um, and you know thinking of you always brings me really really uh, and our time working together brings me a lot of joy. I'm so glad. Uh, Peter Goldsworthy says Kelly's hospital bills must have been epic. So. <laughs> 
Um, I just want to say a much gratitude to you, Jenny, for always stopping by here. I mean, we've gotten the opportunity to watch so many episodes. We've done about 80 of these. You're in a lot of them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You're absolutely incredible in this. And um, I think the world of you and I know we all do and all the fans are always so happy when they get to talk to you and on your podcast or on this podcast or a future podcast to be named later. It's just always, <laughs> it's always great. Um, and just amazing stuff, amazing work. You're an incredible oh. actress in 90210 and the other stuff that you did through the years too. Thank so. you. I'm so happy to get to visit with you, podcast or no podcast. It's right. just warms yeah. my heart to see all of you and get to talk and reminisce and you guys remind me of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to see you. My daughter sends her love to you. Oh, back at her. I love you guys all so much. I love you. All right. Thank you so much. We will see everybody next week. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, and again, much love to you, Jenny. All right. Thank you so much.